there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! So a win for Scotland at the weekend against Cyprus from Hamden to Hamburg. We hope it'll help to take us to Germany it's just next summer it's not that far away now that we're well into the year 2023 this is Paul Cooney coming from the heart of Glasgow in the new Gorbals the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors we're with Mark Guidi top journalist in the country in the price range <laughs> and also <laughs> the former Scotland <laughs> captain Barry Ferguson is with us as you can tell we're buzzing after Scotland winning at the weekend what did you think of it you can call Barry and Mark on 0808 17 17 700 in town they've landed the Spanish national side are here they'll be at Hamden si, si. tomorrow evening thank you very much Manuel <laughs> <laughs> he's a very good waiter Barry how are you feeling about the game and the win on Saturday yeah listen it was important to go off to a winning start and that's exactly what Stevie Clark's players done um, look, I've seen Scotland play better I thought in the second half they kind of come off it um, a bit but listen ideal start you want to get off to and the most important thing is you get the three points and then hopefully they take that into tomorrow night's game against Spain which is going to be a tough ask but uh, uh, as I said, I think this Scotland squad, you look through the, the some of the players and where they're playing, we have got real good quality players. So don't be surprised if we take something from the game tomorrow. Who is going to replace Shea Adams? We're going to talk to Barry and Mark about it. Mark, I asked you when you came in about the game and you made the comment, the record books will show... I went for Scotland. Yeah, Paul, just the, the, the opening game is just about winning. Winning is all, all your home games. You win your home games, you've got a chance. And like tomorrow night, you take a point, you're giving yourself a right good uh, chance of uh, qualification. The performance yet yeah, would have been good if it was better. It would have been nicer to score four or five. But all signs considered, 3 0 opening game. First game, time the boys have been together in five months. So you take all that into account. It was a potential one where it could have been a problem. Surface not great, I'm sure we'll talk about that um, later as well. Um, but all things considered, the manager signed a new contract. Um, Angus Gunn, you know, goalkeeping position important, getting in, getting a clean sheet, etc. etc. So, a lot of positives from Saturday afternoon. A lot of positives. What are you thinking? Give us a call. We will talk about the ground. We're asking you who's going to play up front? Is it Lyndon Dykes? He did well when he came on. Yeah, I mean, I think that'll be the replacement for Shea Adams. Um, I like Shea Adams. I think he does a lot of good work for the, the team. The only thing is, you want your number nine scoring more goals, but he'll be a loss. But Lyndon Dykes, come on, got just under 30 minutes um, into his legs, obviously, after that long illness. So, yep, I think Lyndon Dykes will be a certain starter up top. How did you feel? John McGinn took the goal well, we got off to a really good start. Yeah, that's him at 16 yeah. goals as well. Um, I think John's, what, about 28, 29 years of age? Um, so he could get that. Um, if he continues his, his goal scoring record, he could get to the, the 30 mark and take over yeah. the, the leading goal scorer. But um, John McGinn, for me, has been a, an excellent player for, for Scotland, no doubt about it. He's went down to England and I think he's 
he's became a better all-round uh, midfielder. Were you at the match? Give us a call. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And that young striker, Scott McTominay, obviously great defender, midfielder as well. But my goodness, he took his goals brilliantly. Yeah, he, he did. And, you know, and to have somebody of that quality, Paul, coming off the bench, um, shows the kind of depth that we've got. If you, I think got to give a lot of credit to Ryan Christie as well. We thought it was a lost cause. It was chasing. He, wasn't, he made it into something. Um, the way you know he charged the ball down picked up his cross and a lovely um, finish as well from uh, from Tommy Andy Robertson getting involved in the third goal too and John McGinn um, getting his goal so like I say look I know it wasn't perfect on Saturday but I just think all things taken into account remember Paul it was only four or five years ago an opening game to Kazakhstan we lost 3-0 um, you know Steve Clark's first game against Cyprus at home we were playing in front of 30,000 we've now got sellouts so listen there's a lot to feel good about but we need to follow up now and Tuesday night the reason why we've not we've only qualified for one tournament in 25 years is because we haven't managed to pull off that enough shot results yeah. so tomorrow night a draw would really put us in the in the right direction the Spain are a top class team there's no doubt about it but they've not been firing in all cylinders let's be honest and when you look at their, their team yeah there's some talent there but they're not the household names they're not mm -hmm. the team that they were a decade ago you know it's different now so if if there was ever a chance that we could get a you know a minimum a point tomorrow night, I think it's I think it's it's now. Lots of people coming on the socials at Go Football Show, or you can call 08 08 17 17 700. Barry, here's a few on. Ryan is on saying dykes for him up front for sure. Jordy 1389 is saying Shankland and uh Tam. Tam Hamilton says Andy Walker could play up front tomorrow. <laughs> we'll make a difference. Scotland won't get a kick. That's a wee bit defeatist. Or is it, yeah, they, is it realistic? You know, Spain, <clears throat> sorry, uh, are a possession-based team. They're, yeah. they're going to have the vast majority. It's how we set up, make sure we're, we're really solid and, and compact um, and try and hit them on, on the counter-attack. But I'm just going back to what Martin mm -hmm. says about McTominay. You, you look at the starting 11, strong. You look at the bench as well. I mean, McTominay, um, come on, Nathan Patterson, obviously Lyndon Dykes, Ryan Christie, but then you look, you've got Lewis Ferguson, you've got yeah. Billy Gilmer. There's real strength and depth this this Scotland squad, but see regards tomorrow night, I think we'll get something out of the game. Yep. You said last week. Yeah, I think we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll take at least a point. And I think that's a great start to the campaign. Even though Spain had a three 0 win over Norway. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to um, what put me off with. No, no, just, I'm just I'm just mentioning <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, well, you've got to be respectful. Sure. Yeah, they course. are a, a yeah. top team. I don't think the force that they're the same force they were four or five years mm. ago. Yep. But um, listen, we're at home. 50,000 fans uh, I thought the atmosphere was was good on in, in Saturday um, so with the fans behind us you've got to go into it positive mm -hmm. and hope that you can get something out of the game and I think um, this Scotland team uh, can do that Barry you're looking fit and well how are you feeling you played well, half the game yesterday yeah I, I, I can't move uh, Ibrox no yeah look it's just getting to that stage where it's just injury after injury niggle after after niggle but it was great to see the boys Hadn't seen quite a few of them for a for a while, so it was good to catch up with them, have a, a chat, and have a a couple of um, beers after. Yeah, you're spotted down at um, Lang Bank afterwards, wasn't it? They looked after you down there. You had good yeah, time they, back they at Glenelg. Yep, used they, to go there with Scotland sometimes as yeah, well. Stayed yeah, stayed there a, a few times with Scotland. Stayed a few times with Rangers. Mm. Um, I've spent a fair bit of money on it, um, not, so it was nice to go back and and chill out for a, a couple of hours. And some of the Celtic legends played at Anfield on. Saturday and I see Stephen Gerrard scored uh, it took a penalty didn't he and then he went up to the Celtic fans I went to that end of the ground so but I'm sure they 
went down there in big numbers. They always want to play Rangers or Celtic, the big teams, don't they? They turn up for testimonials or fundraising games. Yeah, I mean, that, that, a lot of the stuff now is for the, the foundations that, that, that all the kind of clubs have. And I think it's nice that all the big clubs in Europe, Paul, are now kind of running these uh, things where they get former players involved. And I think it's always good to see. But to get the fans to turn up, and I think that's what the best part of 30,000 at Ibrox yesterday, yeah. uh, Barry, I don't know, I think in excess of 40,000 at Anfield um, on Saturday is that there needs to be an edge to the game as well and I think that, that, that you've got that and as long as it's it's friendly but there's a bit of uh, competition um, on the pitch Barry will tell you you played yesterday mm. both teams wanting to win there's no doubt uh, about that and if you're putting that on and it's going for good causes uh, as well then you know these, these kind of games can, can roll on for many years to come Yeah you're right in saying that all mm. laughing and joking before the game and high fives but see when the whistle went uh, boys were flying in the tackles because yeah. that never leaves you that edge um, and that will to win um, but look, playing against like Van Persie he could still play Jack yeah. Wilshire only 31 and I'm I'm looking at Jack and thinking um, he could still play mm-hmm. at a high level no, no doubt about it Alan Hutton he did well yeah, he's still fit still roaming yeah. up and down that that right side he's uh, he's an absolute machine <laughs> who, who surprised you because maybe they were a bit out of condition anyone People would come out. No, that, that would be unfair. That yeah, would be unfair. That would be unfair. Something completely different. Have we got many listeners in Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed. Yeah, from the opposition. Yeah. And completely different question. How's Big Amoruso? How is he? He's always a great yeah, character. He's, he's all yeah. right. He's still um, saying his piece in the dressing room. Yeah. Just uh, put yeah. my earmuffs on when he was when he was chatting um, but he's some man big ammo he was, was alright with you being the captain yesterday <laughs> I know he's probably smarted dummy out there um, no but it's good to yeah. listen we had our ding dongs at times but I tell you one thing about big ammo when he was on it he was a, a an unbelievable defender and Jermaine Defoe saw him in the morning yeah he's another one he, he looks, looks what is he 41 but he looks yeah um, and playing. I was talking to him about it and he he um, thought back in his career and he would have loved to have come up here a lot earlier than he did he yep. just couldn't believe the size of both Rangers and Celtic and the kind of atmosphere that um, the, the fans created so it's good to hear because he was a he was a top striker in his mm-hmm. day as well Germain Defoe sure was we'll talk some club football as well uh, there's a big game tonight the old firm are playing the first time it's going to be on Sky it's the women's game at Broadwood Rangers Celtic tonight yeah and I bumped into the Rangers yeah. captain the women's captain I had a chat with her uh-huh. yesterday at game Catherine Hill Um so they're playing tonight and the last game Celtic won 3-0 I think um, so Rangers need to need to win that if they've got any chance of catching Glasgow City I think they're 10 points Paul mm-hmm. so um, I'm sure there'll be a big crowd Monday night it's live on Sky live, yep. yeah. mm-hmm. it as well um, so it was good to see some of the women footballers there um, and I was just chatting to them about the game and they says it's still feisty like Rangers yeah. and Celtic oh, right up for it so obviously Celtic um, defeated them the last time Rangers will want to try and get their own back tonight and of course Mark we're days away from April and so many huge games coming not least yeah. a week on Saturday mm. at Rangers Celtic no word on Rangers today Celtic I see Dyson Maida is on his way back from the Japan international team an injury sweat Tony Rawson as we know left the Scotland camp uh, after a few days still waiting to hear about Abada Hatati I mean a lot of it will yeah. probably clear up but that I mean it is at the moment we're hearing of different Celtic players who've had uh, injury problems in yeah. the last week or two yeah I mean that's just uh, that's what can happen when you go away in international uh, duty you know managers of, of clubs all around the world they'll just be sitting keeping their fingers crossed but there's nothing you can do you know on, on one hand you're 
you're really pleased for them that they're getting international recognition. It's a great honour, a great accolade for them to be involved. And on the other hand, your club manager thinking, I don't want to get too many injured. I don't want anything serious, particularly now, Paul. You get into April. It's the last four games before the split. You know, in Celtic's case, you're going for a title. Rangers' case, you're trying to chase up. Um, as a Scottish Cup semi-final coming up as well so we are in you know as soon as this game finishes tomorrow night at Hamden Park we're into the business end of the season we're into the eight weeks that counts that where the prizes are won and lost um, relegation or not Europe or not titles or not Scottish Cups so it's brilliant sort of play for and of course there was a, a Cup one yesterday as well yeah there was indeed Hamilton Ackies winning the Challenge Cup Barry, how pleased that be part of your celebrations yesterday with the players. <laughs> you, you tuned in one yeah, I always like yeah. to see Hamilton Ackies win games of football. Um, but I'm sure they would swap that cup to make sure they stay in the, the, the championship. Because um, they're, they're in a, a fight where Broth and, and Cove Rangers are Broth. What a result they got mm, yep. against Queen's Park. Never seen that coming. So um, look, they, they'll obviously go and celebrate you always do that when you win a trophy but they need to start winning games of football in the championship and make sure they stay in sure. there some story for Regan Tumulty isn't it he scored mm. for Rovers the last time last year and uh, he got the goal for the Ackies 10 man Ackies yesterday so yeah. that could help them kick on this season what do you think Mark? I mean they've they're, they're certainly got themselves in the mix I mean I think you know there was a, a, a danger they were going to end up detached and a broth but you know Cove have come right back in mm-hmm. they've managed to, to peg so it's going to be an interesting fight, Paul, to see who's bottom and who ends up in the in the playoff. It's a it's, it's a tough one, but I tell you what, let's give a mention to to, to John Rankin. Yeah. You know, get in there, had a lot of pressure on him. Took my while to win over the fans um, as well, uh, Aki's. But I mean, one thing we know about about John Rankin, he gives one hundred uh, percent. Um, you know, for in his job, and he's trying his very best to to get the Aki's out of the predicament they're in just now. 3-0 for Spain at the weekend, 3-0 for Scotland. The manager spoke afterwards and began to look forward to the game with Spain. And uh, yeah, he says he goes into every game feeling we could win. I go to every game thinking I'm going to win. And I've done that since I was 17. Every single game. I don't think you can be professional and go to a game and think you're going to lose. So we approach the game. We know we have to be disciplined. We know we have to be organised. We know we have to play very, very well. Spain probably have to slightly underperform. But if that happens, then we can get a positive result. I don't see I don't see any other way of looking at it, to be honest. Yep, he's very positive, Barry, and you know, with some cause. Yeah, and he's bubbly. He's signed a, a, a new contract. Listen, I, I think he's a top manager, Steve Clark. Um, you, you just see the difference he's made in the period of time he, he's been the Scotland manager. And I've got to be honest with you, look, I've seen his play better, um, obviously, in, in Saturday against um, Cyprus, but I enjoy watching Scotland. Um, play. What do you I, like about it? I just like the way he sets up. He, he's he's a top class coach, and yeah. you just need to look at the clubs that he's he's coached at, and look at the job he done at Kilmarnock. Yeah. And I think we've got the guy to, to take us forward. Um, and I think we've got a right good chance. I'm more than confident we can get to Germany. Good. Here he is about the game on Saturday. Didn't quite didn't quite finish the moves off. We got any good positions higher up the pitch, which was which was nice to see. But but didn't quite find the the final one. The final the end product that maybe gets you the second goal a little bit earlier but we worked a lot on attack and play going into the, the Cyprus game and there, there, there were some good moments we created a lot of moments Mark without getting the goals early on yeah I mean I'll say it again but the 1-3-0 with a 3-0 scoreline the one you scored the three goals in the first three minutes of the last three you win a game you get the three points on the board everybody's happy they go away feeling good about themselves and we're going into the game tomorrow night and I think it's a very honest assessment there from Steve Clark. We will need to be at our best and Spain will need to dip a wee bit. 
that's him being honest. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to create a false narrative. He's been very, very honest. And that is the truth of the matter. Pound for pound, man for man, Spain are a lot better than sure. us. However, we're at home. And if there's one night that you maybe don't want the pitch to be perfect, it's probably yeah. tomorrow night. So <laughs> maybe if it does kick up or the, the grounds would have been doing their jobs right, then that might work uh, in our favour. So we need all the elements to go. We need a wee bit of luck. We need Angus Gunn to be in sizzling form. He's going to have to make three or four saves, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that. And at the other end, whether it's Lyndon Dykes, whether it's Lauren Shanklin, John McGinn, Ryan Christie, Scott McTominay, Lewis Ferguson, Stuart Armstrong, however it's going to be, when the chances are created, and we will get chances. Might only be one or two, but we will get chances. You need to be lethal and stick them away. Let's take them. Here's a bit more from the manager about the expectations against the Spaniards. So the number one seeded team, we're two. We hope to give a, I'll be sure we'll give a good account of ourselves in the home game. Cyprus on Saturday is a, was a different proposition, was the pop five team, but is is a team that we give a lot of respect to. Obviously had more attacking opportunities against Cyprus and maybe we'll get tomorrow night, but what we have to make sure is that when we do get attacking opportunities against Spain, we, we capitalise on them. We'll see some changes, Barry. What, what will the approach be like compared to Cyprus? How do you think we're going to have to tackle it against Spain? I don't think you can be as, as open. I mean, you, you hear them speaking about they've done a lot of waves of attack because yeah. obviously they were coming up against a, a team where you would create more chances. I think, yeah, look, the Spanish way of playing is uh, possession-based. They, they're going to have the vast majority of, of the ball. They just need to make sure that they're, they're in their shape um, and they're really compact and people... Obviously, they've been working, uh, working on it um, today, uh, realising that you're going to come up against a, a team who's got quality players and it can open you up. So I, I expect to, to sit back and kind of hit them on the, the, the counter-attack. I think that's the way to play. Because uh, defensively, Spain are, are not the best, they're not the strongest. Um, going forward, that's their, their strength. So hopefully we can, we can uh, get in the, the end of a few cross balls. They don't like the physical side of it either. The, the Spanish um, guys so we've got quite a, a physical team so that's one way that we can maybe um, get a, a result with being physical and up against them mm-hmm. set pieces that's what we are going to if we can get up the pitch free kicks corner kicks as Barry says then use our advantage in and around the box get set pieces and they're try and bully them you know harry them you know make them maybe commit fouls you know make them pull remember you've got Varner I think that's our our best chances get up the park and, and nick free kicks and corner kicks here and there. And at some point, Lauren Shanklin could be on, the man who was in your seat a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was surprised he yeah. wasn't in the original squad. Yeah. Um, I know he had an, an injury leading up to when the, the squad was getting announced, but listen, he's got his call up, he, he deserves it. Um, and listen, you, you could see Lauren Shanklin uh, making appearance, but I think it'll be Lyndon Dykes who'll, yeah. who'll start the game up top. And he looked fine, didn't he? You know, after the illness of a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was interesting yeah. to listen to his interview. I mean, mm. it was pretty serious. Mm. Um, listen to him talk about it. Just gladly that he's over it. He's played a, a few games for, for Queen's Park. I don't think he's up to full fitness, but it was good to see him get a few minutes um, into his legs on, on Saturday. And I'm... Um, I'm sure that he'll, he'll lead the attack um, against, against Spain tomorrow. If you were at the game, give us a call as well. 0808 17 17 700. That's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. We will have pothole reports later. They're everywhere, aren't they, Barry? You you found it as well. I'll be in at the garage Uh, tomorrow as well. Macklin Motors. We need to do something about... These roads are ridiculous. Yep. 
I'll vote for you. It's unbelievable. That's uh, another tire today, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah other garages are available. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this show. We're with Macklin Motors and proud to be. Of course we are. <laughs> hey, oh, great oh, great to say hi to Big started. Eddie. I was out with him the other night. We, but, we can't yeah. get started in the roads, can we? No, no we can't. Oh, we can't. How long have we got? We'll sort it out. Exactly. We'll only get an hour and 35 minutes left. But uh, yeah, Chris will be back in 15 minutes or so, so long as he doesn't get a puncture between now and then. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Oh. Anyway, back to football. Big win for Scotland. A good start, right? Maybe not the best game, but 3-0 at home. What is there to complain about? And we're up against Spain tomorrow night at Hamden. That's tasty though, Mark, isn't it? Look yeah. at the weather. Um, you feeling fine after the... Yeah, the clock's going forward. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 spring. The, the, the springtime, yeah. yeah, feeling good. Um, 50,000 there tomorrow night. Cheering Scotland. Look, one... one Two things we're, we're, we're guaranteed, Paul, going into the game tomorrow night. We know we'll the full back in the Tatan Army. They'll be in good voice. They'll, you know, make themselves heard. They'll get right behind Steve Clark and the players. And two, we know that every Scotland player in that jersey will give 100%. And I know that that's a gimme, but I don't think we should ever take it for granted, unfortunately. But the squad harmony, the togetherness, even like we spoke about, the guys who were on the bench, look at Scott McTominay, he would think, why am I not starting? But he came off the bench and he was up for it. And he said to Steve Clark, I want a starting place on Tuesday night. Against Spain, so you look at that. There's a fantastic spirit that's there. That's undeniable. Steve Clark. I mean, I loved uh, listening to his reasons why he signed the new contract. Is because mm. I love these players. They want to do well, and I want to help them do well, and I want to help the country. See, we're not going to qualify for every tournament, but we certainly want to be doing wet and one every 25 years. So I love that. Gave me a lot of encouragement, Paul. Yeah. You know, getting into Saturday, it was perfect timing by the SFA. We'll criticise SFA a lot of times. But the timing of that was absolutely perfect when they announced the, the new manager's mm -hmm. deal. And um, you look around, I'll say, OK, so we've got Steve Clark. If it wasn't Steve Clark, realistically, is there anybody better that, that we could get? I think Steve Clark, absolutely mm -hmm. right now, is the best man for the job and I wish him well. Absolutely. It was great timing, as Mark says, wasn't it, Barry? We talked about it on yeah. Friday. I've never heard him in such great form. Yeah, he was bubbly yeah. on Friday, but that, that shows me he's enjoying managing these and coaching these players and you can see when you see players do the interviews and you just look at the squads there is very rarely a call off that's true these guys yep. want to be involved in it and that's that's created by the manager he's created a special atmosphere and I think he's got he's got the, the signs of a, a right good team um, and just the when you look at the squad the depth of the squad and the quality of players and the level that some of the players are playing at is top level so for me I think he's done a, a fantastic job and he's definitely brought us on um, big time I, th I think the starting 11 from memory on Saturday there was it six um, six English Premier League players three Championship players and, and two Old Firm players two Champions League players for Celtic and Rangers and you look at you know Ryan Christie um, Scott McTominay all Premier League players coming off the the bench get like Billy Gilmore like Premier League player yep. not getting on so when you look at the quality look the only thing and I know a lot of countries could complain about this. The, 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 the one concern that makes you think, ooh, is with the greatest respect to the ones that we've got, we just don't have an absolute predator. Yep. That's the only thing we're missing. Sure. The, the goalkeeper's fine, Angus Gung, great, clean sheet. Craig Gordon could be back again. But if we'd one wish, it would be just somebody who's just a bit more lethal uh, in front of goal. But still, the work rate, the endeavour, the togetherness, you know, Che Adams, Lyndon Dykes, whoever else, they give their absolute lot and that always gives you a hope going into any game. We're going to hear from Lyndon Dykes in a few moments but before that, Derek is on the line, a Rangers fan and Derek, I know you're not so much into the international football, I take it, you're thinking Rangers, good evening. Uh, no, I was going to ah. say, do you think 
Rangers players to pull out the Scotland squad. Once again, Ryan Jack was booed on Saturday. Uh, why do you think they continuously boo Rangers players? Well, that's... Mark, Rangers, uh, yeah, just point, I, Rangers players should just boycott them. I, I do, well, Derek, I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting on the fence. I try to avoid the issue. I, a, I wasn't aware of it, and B, I don't know... I genuinely don't know why. I mean, was it are you talking about the whole stadium was booing Ryan Ryan Jack? I, I thought, it was, I I thought it was only a, a part, Derek. When it, it was a part of the the fans, I only read it this morning. I, I right. didn't notice it right. when I was when I was watching the game. Mm. It's disappointing because listen, sure. you want to support your your players, and and for me, I think Ryan Jack is a massive player for for Steve Clark. Um, you see how important. Mm. I mean, Steve Clark always speaks highly of Ryan Jack, and I think you look at the two. Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor. Mm. It's a brilliant partnership. Um, and I'm sure Ryan Jack will be disappointed. Yeah. But I don't think it was the, the fully the, the, the stadium. I, I just think it was only a, a part, mm-hmm. maybe a few fans. It's disappointing though. Derek, did you it hear it? Were you yeah, there? It's disappointing. Oh, no, I don't entertain Scotland, Paul. No, I know. So, I, so, but you're on. So, did they definitely boo him? Because uh, I didn't hear it. I watched it. Barry didn't. I, I, I've read in quite a few places uh, today that they were booing him. Yeah. Uh, and probably the same as Barry read it mm-hmm. uh, I don't understand why they keep booing Rangers players but well I don't know that they do boo Rangers players obviously you're saying that some yeah, of them did there why would you I, I read it I yeah. never heard it and if it's happened it's disappointing yeah sure it's disappointing because for me Ryan Jack's a, such an important player mm-hmm. for, for Steve Clark you see when he's fit and available yeah Steve Clark loves, oh, yeah. when I asked me to pick my team last week yeah, I thought I'm going to ask you McGregor, yeah, but sure. Uh, at the back of mind, I, I, I genuinely know mm. how much Steve Clark rates Ryan, and that always made me think. No, Ryan Jack might get the nod, even though he's not a lot of football. Yeah. But you look at that a wonderful partnership with him, yeah. and, him and Callum McGregor. They've got a great understanding. They bounce off each other mm. well. There's a proper respect there. So look, if there was a bit of booing going on, then that is unfortunate. Listen, that'll be up to Ryan, Ryan Jack. But I'm sure he'll get the full support of of Steve Clark and his and his teammates. And Ryan Jack yeah. will want to be a part. Listen, he was really unlucky not to be a part of the Euro squad because of the injury when Rangers got their, their title two years ago as well unfortunately he missed out the, the last chunk of that so Ryan Jack's still got a lot to go I hope he stays with Rangers because he's a brilliant player and I'm surprised Rangers haven't got him signed yet that would be a priority for me yeah. to be getting Ryan Jack signed up Yeah, a fit, a fit and available Ryan Jack um, I think he's um, a quality midfielder you see the difference over the last yeah. two or three weeks since he's come back into the Rangers team Rangers' performance levels have, have, um, have upped a bit and I says the, the only thing with Ryan is keeping him fit making sure he's churning out game after game because he's had a few injury problems I think it's a calf problem he's had um, and maybe a knee problem but for me I, I think he's such an important player for both Rangers and um, Scotland Yeah and we'd hope there's no booze for anyone in a Scotland shirt I mean I remember decades ago some Celtic players felt they didn't get the support that they deserved didn't get as many caps but that was decades ago yeah. and anyone who's representing the country should uh, should be applauded Derek wearing a shirt what about um, your striker Morellas in an Everton shirt is he on the way to Goodison? Uh, I don't think he would be good enough for uh, for the English Premiership. Uh, I think his his attitude's terrible as well. I think yeah. they would need to fix his attitude and his fitness level. Because in the last couple of months before Michael Beale came, he he was clearly overweight and unfit. Yeah. And that's in his attitude in the cup uh, final. They get subbed. I thought it was terrible. But it was a strange one, wasn't it? Seeing the picture of him and yeah, I get it sent yeah. through. Huh? One of my mates sent it through. I think he was playing a, a game of football just on a, a public pitch um, and back a, home, an Everton yep. strip. 
Oh, you have a Ranger strip on, yeah. mate. <laughs> an Everton strip, but I think Morelos will be playing elsewhere um, in the summer. I don't think he'll be staying at Rangers. Derek, thanks very much for calling 0808 17 17 700. Uh, Lyndon Dykes, who came on not long after illness, just a few weeks ago, and he's been speaking about playing and you know, how he needs to be confident going into the next game. Well, we have to be confident with how we play. We've got great players in the team that can hurt that can hurt teams, even the likes of Spain or whoever we play. So we have to make sure we have to bring our style of play onto the game, make sure it's diff- difficult for them. And when opportunities come up, we have to be clinical. You know, football can be hard sometimes, doesn't always work like that. It's never just straight and simple, but as long as we focus on ourselves, we'll be fine. And how did he find it on Saturday? Yeah, really happy. I'm happy to be out there with the boys back on the pitch, back in front of the fans, obviously, after a little tough spell, but just happy to get the the result at the end of the night and obviously help as much as I could for the boys when I came on Barry and Mark going to give us your team shortly whenever you're ready yeah, um, I, yeah. I was one short Armstrong instead That's of right. played instead of Lewis mm-hmm. um, so I was yeah. almost surprised because you'd said it and yeah uh, look, I, again yeah. see the problem that maybe Lewis has got you've got good competition for places in that midfield area I just think because of the form he's been on I just thought mm-hmm. sorry should I say that the form he's been on at Bologna he was um, he was a starter. I, I don't think there'll be um, many. Ch- I think he maybe put McTominay in instead of Armstrong, and obviously Lyndon Dykes. I think he he want to be real solid in the middle of the pitch. Ryan Jack, Callum McGregor, John McGinn, and Scott McTominay, and um, Lyndon, Lyndon Dykes, Dykes up Dykes, top. Yeah. Robertson, Hickey. Mm. I'll just get through it. Boris, yeah. yeah. Hanley, and um, Tierney. Tierney. Um, Tierney. No sign that he hadn't played yeah, very I, much. I, I, yeah. Look, I, I mean, I think I say it every time his name gets mentioned. He's he's a quality operator, Kieran Tierney. And I, I think it looks to me if he's going to be leaving Arsenal, he strikes me as a, a, a guy who wants to play or have the chance to play. It doesn't look like he's getting that at Arsenal. Um, and for the, the money that's getting bandied about, 30 million quid. The steal. Yeah, there'll be a number of teams in for Kieran Tierney if he's made available. Was it the guy from Brighton? Cucciarella was what? 63. 63. Yeah. 63. Is he twice the player? Well, they're, they're talking like 30 million for Kieran Tierney, which yeah. I was taking him back. But yeah. I think that's cheap. See, if I was Man United or something, I'd be all over that. Aye. Do you know what I think that's cheap? Yeah. I Aye. mean, down, down south, 30 million for Kieran Tierney. I know mm. his, his attendance record the past couple of years hasn't been great. I get I get that. But what a player he is. I mean, he is t- top Top, top draw. And he still uh, plays a lot of games. Aye, of course he does. Yeah, 40 yeah. games yeah, and more. What is he, 26, 25, Nine, 26. 26? So, if you can get mm. Kieran Tierney for 30 million quid, I would be all over that. And Nathan Patterson, somebody we hadn't talked about last week, yep. Barry, you, you'd be impressed. Yeah, but I mean, the, the pro, I mean he's a, a fantastic young player, no doubt about it. He's a few injury mm. problems at, at Everton. He's been in, in and out with, with injuries, but I, I thought Hickey, I mean, he's another... Brilliant prospect, but we've got um, Hickey can play either side, which is which is brilliant. He had a good game, and then Nathan Patterson comes on, and and um, he was he was bombing up and down the, the right hand side, and that's what we were talking about earlier on. The quality that we've got in this squad, it's not just the starting eleven. You see who could easily, you look at that bench, any of them could easily come in and and play in the starting eleven, and not weaken it. No, sure, and that's what we need, isn't it? to get to Germany Mark who else is on your mind Grant Hantley did well yeah I mean uh, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd be going for the same same team yeah. as Barry you know a 3-5 three, 
1-1 eh, mm-hmm. the only thing would be and again you're, you're not going to weaken it is just tiredness you're, you're going to need players that, that, that feel fresh um, that are going to be able to concentrate you know particularly you know the first hour mm-hmm. so it, so for example you might think you know what I'm going to go with Patterson instead of Hickey because right. a wee bit more fit that, that's I'm just kind of citing an example yeah. I don't think so but he might think you know what McTominay at the back in the back three maybe instead of one of them maybe that, that would obviously be, be, be Hanley or Porter I don't think he'll do that but again he might do that just that more experience uh, I think in calmness um, there but no I, I couldn't argue with the team that, that Barry's got Dykes up top McGinn off him um, McGregor uh, Jack and probably McTominay uh, in, in there too so look we've, we've got really good options certainly are John McGinn never stops, does he, Barry? He's, uh, he's a buzz bomb. Uh, he's, yeah. he's everywhere. And he likes that position. Mm. I think that position suits him. Matt will know better. He's played more holding at Aston Villa at times. And listen, he can play there, no problem. Good quality players can play anywhere. But I just like him when he's let off a leash and he can get up and support a main central uh, striker. Um, and that's that's his best position. I mean, he's, he's got goals in him. Mm. Um, his energy levels are, are through the roof um, and he's got good quality on the ball as well John McGinn Spain tomorrow here's the manager I think the Spanish system is, is, is such that one group of players understands exactly the system they play the, the Spanish coach the new, the new boy Luis De La Fuente who's been promoted up from the, the underage teams understands the system understands the method they've changed quite a lot of players from the, from the World Cup but all the players are still quality players. They understand the system. They understand how they want to play. I watched their game against Norway the other night and the team looked pretty similar in terms of what they did. Maybe a little bit more, uh, I was going to say, adventurous going forward. That wouldn't be fair on the, the previous coach because I think they were they were adventurous then. They're a possession-based team. They have players that can hurt you in, in the final and your defensive third. So we, we have to be, be organised and structured. But the... The Spanish always produce quality players and they always know the system that they're trying to play. Mark, I heard you saying something earlier. It's a long time since we've taken a scalp of one of the major nations. Yeah. Think back to f- against France. Yeah, um, home and away, we beat, yep. we, we beat France, but Barry Blue was that 07? 07 for the. Yep. And then we, we just fell at the final hurdle against, um, against Italy. Italy. Um, yep. But I mean, one thing that jumps out there from me from that, from Steve Clark, is uh, they're, they're more adventurous now under De La Fuente than what they were uh, under Luis Enrique albeit Luis Enrique they, they would still go and hammer team so that's a wee bit of a warning where he's maybe just given them a wee bit more freedom um, just to go and you know really just roam around um, and then obviously what we know about it, you just listen to the manager clar- clarify it he's watched them from the game the other night they've got players who can hurt us everywhere in the pitch in that final third you know, and they'll interchange they'll go you look at as I say it's not really household names now, but you look at Gavi and, and Rodri um, you look at the way Rodri plays every week you know Gavi a young sensation Marata that, that experience Aspas and whoever else that they want to um, get involved so as I say Paul we'll, we'll need to be right on it we'll need Angus Gunn to have the, the game of his life probably and then when we get those one or two chances we need to be absolutely lethal and uh, make sure that Kepa is picking the ball at the back of the net The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99 Let's go Thanks Chris 100 caps for Scotland Rugby Stuart Hogg 27 tries the most from any one player and we'll see him for the last time, Mark, at the World Cup in yeah. the autumn and then uh, he's actually pretty, pretty young Yeah, he's, yeah. He's just, he, he said that he 
his body just can't cope with it anymore, Paul, and he, and he feels it's unfair in his country, um, you know, to, to to still put himself forward for selection when he knows that he can't get up to that level that he wants to, to be at. But what a servant he's been for Scotland. Absolutely magnificent and wish him well. It'd be great if we do well at the World Cup this summer. Barry, yesterday you were with players that, I mean, Jack Wilshire, for example, what, 31? Yeah. You said... Um, and why is he not playing? It's maybe not down to injuries. Can... Yeah, but maybe he's just um, had enough. I mean, he has had some niggly injuries over his career that has kept him out of the game and, and missing games of football. And, and sometimes that, that just becomes annoying. Um, mm. You get frustrated. And sometimes you've got to listen to your your body. Um, like We all still love to do that. I still love to kick the ball about, but sometimes your body just um, caves in and... and that's it. It's just party. Everybody's different. Some some uh, some players like you're talking about Hog there. He's only thirty. Yeah. You'd think he's got another five or six years. But listen, sometimes injuries just catch up with you, and they all catch up with people in, at different times. And but you mentioned Jack Wilson for me. I mean, a wonderful football player. Yeah. Um, Thirty-one year, years of age, um, and he's coaching at Arsenal. I think he's in the down doing the youths there. But for me, he still had some magical touches yesterday and he could still play. Um, but listen, it gets down to Jack Walsh, doesn't it? Barry, the desire to win that you had and compete. Some play people, you know, they've made the money and maybe they don't want to do it for whatever reason. Because we forget when we don't play, it's, it's, it can be difficult. You know, the wind, the rain, the winter. You have to want to really play at that level to continue. And I know some players think, nah, I just don't have that desire anymore. Yeah. Me, me, Did you ever I, feel I, that I, way? Well, no, no, no I, I wanted to play as long as I, I could. I just got told by the surgeon at 37. I got to 37, which was a, a decent age. But I look at one of the best players I've ever played with, Arthur Newman. Yeah. 32. He retired. He I, decided, I, didn't he? Yeah, that was Arthur's decision. Um, just right after Rangers, he, he decided that was him. He, he had enough. Um, and for me, he was one of the fittest players. Looked after himself, um, and for, in my eyes, he could have played another three or four years easy, easy. But some people make a decision, um, and Arthur, Arthur done that, and there's many more players um, have done it. I'm always a big believer in trying to play as long as you, you, you can. But you've got to listen to your body as well, Paul. And I see we know that Conti's gone. Who's going to be in charge for next season? Stellini stays in charge. I think his contract. So. Tottenham are keeping him just now. He did all right the other week. I was hearing today, Mark, uh, net, he was getting 10 million euros a year. Net, that's after tax. That's some money that the managers get at the Conte. top level. Conte. Yeah. Is that what, eight, between 8 and 9 million? And, and what about the bonuses they'll be getting as well? Yeah. You know, for yeah. Champions League qualification, etc, etc. So The question yeah. is, Barry, would you come back in as a manager then if... <laughs> is that Daniel Levy on line 14? <laughs> I mean, sorry, 10 million a year? Uh, net. I mean the money. Netto. I netto. That's the old Italian yeah. one. Netto. Remember yeah. that. Netto. Netto. <laughs> netto. Yeah. Plus the the money. Yeah, it's not just the, the the football players. It's the managers that that earn an absolute uh, fortune. But that's where the money is in the in the Premier League. And it'll be interesting to see who gets that job. Will Pochettino come back? Mm. I think that's the fans. Um, <clears throat> the, the fans would love to see that happen. And I think he's he's a brilliant manager. Um, so don't be surprised if he. Is back in the hot seat at Tottenham. But do you ever go back, Mark? I'm not sure that Daniel Levy wants him back. I mean, he took them to the highest of highest. Yeah, we didn't win the final, and then yeah. it all went wrong. Remember, he, he's been the. I mean, like Harry Ned, that won a yeah. won a won a cup and stuff like that. Um, but in terms of the past, whatever you want to say, 20 years, 25 years, Pochettino's probably been 
the the most successful Spurs manager took them within a couple of games of the title I think was that the year that Leicester won it unless I'm mistaken um, and so I, you look at Deserbe at Brighton you look at Pochettino mm-hmm. getting back um, Nagelsmann at, at Bayern Munich who's just been been sacked um, did you see that happen yeah. yeah yeah but then it depends Paul because you look at the last uh, couple of managers at, at Spurs and even probably going back to Pochettino when, when he finished off so you've had Pochettino yeah, you've had Santos it didn't work out the sure. Wolves manager but then you, you had um, uh, Mourinho, Mourinho and yeah. then you've had Conte I mean all all in the top bracket and the top 10 managers in Europe but they've all had their gripes about Spurs for whatever reason they don't have the finances to get because they're paying for that new stadium as well the training uh, complex is yeah, the best Levy yeah. rightly or wrongly he's a mm. difficult man to work for uh, you might be getting in there and what's the first thing that's going to land in your desk by the way Harry Kane see you later he yeah. sold mm-hmm. so you look at all that um, and you're saying are they going to get another top 10 manager or do they have to go and like they did with, with Pochettino he came from Espanyol to Southampton so maybe a Deserbe is somebody more that they look at or or something else so it might not be that kind of bracket again but, but you never know it's still an attractive job wonderful stadium some good money to spend um, good fan base but mm-hmm. it's like it's how they're measured on success and I just think for, for most managers I just don't think they're going to be able to cut it Celtic fans will be happy you didn't mention Ange Postacoglu yeah well yeah. look I mean Ange Postacoglu the thing is but up here in, in, in our country he gets linked with a job because that, yeah. that's what happens you know when you think back three years ago Stephen Gerrard was getting linked with, with Liverpool every other week he was yeah. facing that quite well he's an actual successor to Klopp when he calls it a day and it just so happened that within a week of each other they signed a contract that took them both took them to 2019 and then it was all two and two was getting five so what we don't know what I don't know is at the level of a Daniel Levy or whoever you know Todd Bowley at Chelsea if it doesn't work with Green Port is, is Ange Postacoglu a serious contender now up here you think oh you think yeah could you go down there and cut it yeah fine but as you feel they, they are looking for the top 10 so for our managers like, it's like the same as our players um, are they going to pay 20 million pounds for a player in Scotland for beating Motherwell and, and, and St Mirren and Partick Thistle no you get into Champions League level and you take a couple of big scouts you do well there then that's the go for it and it's the same for the match so I, I would think for Postacoglu to be in the bracket of a top 6 top 8 manager in England I think you need to go and do something pretty special in the, the Champions League Barry would you disagree? No, I would agree with that. You'd yep. look at, for a player's point of view, Van Dyke going yep. down to Southampton <laughs> and then getting his, his big move to, to Liverpool. I, I don't think a, a, a big club in the top six, say top eight, would come in. I think you would need to go down there and do a, a good job at a bottom half Premier League team and then you can obviously move up the, the ladder to a, a, top, a top team. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi Monday night, tomorrow night. We're here with Stephen McGinn and Peter Grant. Looking forward to that as well. Right, the question at the top of the programme, who starts up front for Scotland? Shea Adams, of course, is out. Went off what, after an hour or so. Um, Smithy's been on saying Shankland. Kyle is on. He's also saying Shankland. Um, Dykes from Ryan that's another Ryan we've had two Ryans on so quite a few there saying for Lauren Shankland uh, here's Lyndon Dykes um, and he'd love to start yeah well, obviously I want to start every game that I come to Scotland um, I've done well I think since I've come in um, obviously we've got great competition we've got um, 
Obviously, Shanklin's came in now. He's had a great season um, so far, and hopefully that keeps going on with him scoring goals. Um, but if I get the nod in the night, I'm going to give all my best, and the manager knows what I can bring. Um, we've got a great relationship, and um, as long as I can do my best, that helps the team um, get the result on the night, then I'm happy. Last couple, please. Yep, OK, here's another one. The manager, what's he thinking about Spain, the preparations? Well, we always try to set guidelines, and we've always got a sort of standard way of playing we we understand the the basic principles that we have obviously going into the cyprus game we worked quite a lot on attacking play attacking patterns and there's quite a lot of that came through i spent last night going through a video of the cyprus game with the players showing them what we had worked on in training and how that had tra- transferred itself to the game against cyprus so we have all those attacking qualities anyway so we have all those attacking drills that we did through the week last couple of days is a little bit more defensive maybe we not so much on the pitch but more in the meeting room but defensive is, is to control the game and make sure that, that we're good without the ball as well. It's going to be a huge night tomorrow, Barry. What's the routine afterwards then? Obviously, uh, on Sunday, you're relaxing, is it the, some treatment? Yeah, uh, the, the team that he's going to play, and I would imagine there'll not be many changes from the game on Saturday. Very little, Paul. Sunday would be a rest day. I'm sure the guys would have went for a swim, um, a bit of relaxation then today. You're, you're talking maybe 45 to an hour maximum. Um, you'll go through the shape of the team. So it's just rest and recover because you've got obviously a, a big game in Spain. It'll be the same because they played in, in Saturday, get a good 3 0 win. So it's just about focusing and coming up against a top team. That's why you want to play with your country and be an international. You're coming up against Spain who have got some fantastic players. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be. Under the lights as well. I love playing at night. I love playing under the lights. Um, and it's a sellout. And that's one thing that Steve Clark's brought back is a good brand of football, a winning team, and the fans are coming flooding back in, in pain and desperate to watch Scotland again. The Hamden Roar is back. Here's one of the Hamden Roarers at the weekend. Stephen's on the line. Hi, Stephen. How you doing, guys? All right? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, you were looking good there. I saw online uh, in the new Scotland top. Tell us about your Saturday. I thought um, we obviously we get the goal through McGinn earlyish in the second half, and then you, you expect us to kick on in uh, the first half hour. You expect us to kick on from that. Um, there, there was a, a big dip for me in the performance second half. I don't think I think we lacked urgency um, until the substitutes come on and Christy Dykes and McTominay. But I almost kind of feel that the fact that we never blew Cyprus away might be a wee bit of a blessing in disguise because it's almost like a shot in the arm to the players um, that, that they need to up it tomorrow night because if we play to the tempo that we did, especially in the second half, let's make no bones about it. Spain are going to walk all over the top of us if that's the level of performance that we give. But... Okay. I think, um, as I said last week, uh, the, the the way the game will pan out, with Spain having a lot of the ball and, and us getting the, the ball up to I'd imagine it'll be Dykes and getting midfielders running off and uh, uh, could suit us. But I'm just interested to see what mm. the guys think of that. Um, right. yeah, the see- fact that we didn't play well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark? Maybe a bit, yeah. I, I, yeah, I can see Stephen's point you know, that we're, we're getting there yeah we won 3 now, but there's still that wee bit of right okay let's not get carried away but even even if we'd won 6-0 on Saturday Paul would still be the same because what you've got to remember 
uh, as you know, Stevenson there that if we play to that level that we did in the second half, Spain will walk all over the top, was run over the top, and that's right. But it's a totally different mindset. It's a different discipline that's required tomorrow night. So Saturday, it's all about being on the front foot, attacking, taking the game to Cyprus. You know, getting the fans on side, etc. Tomorrow night, I'll be more about tactical discipline. I'll be more about keeping our shape. It'll be about patience, and then when we do get possession, because we won't, it'll probably end up being. 70-30 tomorrow night in Spain's favour when we do get a chance it's getting up the pitch and it's getting free kicks or taking a wee chance that we can carve out so it's a totally different mindset that's required ultimately it's all about winning the game or tomorrow night I would say more about if we can get a draw and anything more than that would be sensational but if we can nick a point tomorrow night I think that would be great so defensively it's about the, th- the three centre-halves the five at the back the goalkeeper everybody um, doing their bit we're probably going to have nine stroke ten defenders for most of the game you know McGregor Jack McTominay McGinn will have to come back and put his shift in as well uh, in our own half um, so it's going to be backs to the wall tomorrow night so I wouldn't read too much into the performance on Saturday because tomorrow night brand yeah. new game yeah Barry what would you say what would you say that's to Stephen about his comments even in so yeah, positive yeah I, I was the same um, but again Mark made the, the point right at the start of the show it's five months for this group of players that have, have seen each other uh, and you don't get a lot of time to, on the on the training ground as I said very rarely will you have every single player training maybe a couple of days before the game so yeah I was a bit disappointed in the performance but the most important thing when you get off to the group stages or the first game is you get three points and we were going into that game we were red hot favourites we were going in as underdogs Mark mentioned that as well tactically we need to be spot on I think you'll see us sitting really deep 5-4-1 basically and then try and hit them on the counter attack because obviously Spain are going to come and, and dominate the, the, the ball so we need to have a bit of patience we need to be set up really um, really good and I'm sure listen that's one of Steve Clark's strengths tactically he Nine times out of ten, he gets it spot on. And I think that's what he'll do. He'll, he'll try and sit in and frustrate them and try and hit them on the counter-attack. So you're saying to Stephen, Stephen, you're through to Barry, keep the faith for tomorrow. Yeah, I, yep. look, I, I was the same. I, look, we all want to see Scotland play unbelievable football. Um, I expected a better performance, but you've got to look at it as well. They've not been together for five months. Aye. Very rarely do you get everybody training together. I, I'm not going um, to knock this team. I still believe that this team's um, will get us to Germany. That's that's yeah. uh, your first game. Sometimes you can't always play the way you want to. So I wouldn't look too much into the, the performance on Saturday. And tomorrow night, you need to be respectful who you're coming up against. And I said that it's going to be one of these dogged performances. Mm-hmm. And you might only create one or two chances and you need to be ruthless with that. Stephen, you were saying on Friday, new kit, new contract for Clark. In fact, this was Saturday. New campaign, same hope, all roads lead to Germany. Come on, Scotland. What do you think tomorrow night? What's your scoreline? I think um, I think we'll, we'll put in a good performance tomorrow night. I do expect it to be improved uh, from the one at the weekend. Uh, that's why I said earlier in the call it's a wee bit of a blessing in disguise for this because it's almost like a shot in the arm. Um, I th- I'm, I'm going to be confident. I think that we're going to, it's going to be one each. I actually think we'll get into a winning position in, in Spain a week later on. Um, so... We may yep. feel a wee bit gutted, but um, no, listen, this group of players, they are, they are fantastic. It's just, it shows the standard that, that they've set um, for me to come away, having beaten Cyprus 3-0, particularly 
Um, when we've no one a home qualifier, opening home qualifier yep. since two thousand and six. Yep. For me, for me, you'd be mm. to be disappointed with that. But if you look at the flip side of that, in the last seventeen home qualifiers, of one twelve through four, lost one. So, Hamden's a hard place to go again. It is. I think the atmosphere was a wee bit flat on Saturday. It but was. I think the fact yeah. that, that people people will be drinking for for midday tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> And we are underdogs And we are underdogs Hamden will be bouncing under the lights And, and hopefully it's enough Steve, to get the result Stephen we're running into the news Thanks so much We'll speak to you Enjoy it tomorrow The Go Radio Football Show With MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today For a fully refundable £99 Let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. So Spain are in town. They've arrived for the big match tomorrow night. 7.45, Hamden Park, just a couple of miles away from us here in the heart of the Gorbals. We're looking forward to it tomorrow night. 50,000, absolute sellout. As Stevie Clark, his team got us off to a winning start. 3-0 against Cyprus at the weekend. And we heard Stephen before the news, and Barry, you'd agree, it wasn't our best performance. Mm -hmm. Maybe there could have been a bit more intensity. We could have got more goals earlier, but it's 3-0. Yeah, sometimes football works works out uh, like that, Paul. And ideally... We would have loved to have seen, uh, seen Scotland play uh, better football. But listen, the most important thing for me is we got off to a winning start. Um, and that's that's exactly what the, the boys done. And I'm sure, listen, they'll be chanting in the dressing room and say, look, we, we can play better than this. Um, but sometimes you get games like that. And international football, Paul, even if you're coming up against Cyprus, who are pot five, um, lowest ranked team in, in the group, still difficult. They're hard to break down at, at times and... And they came with a game plan to try and frustrate Scotland and, and that's what they've done for a, a party until the last um, five or so minutes when McTominay um, got his double. Sure did. John McGinn got his uh, 16th goal for Scotland earlier in the game. Uh, Spain in town, as we say, the new Spain head coach, Luis de la Fuente, he's warned his side to expect a wave of intensity at Hamden tomorrow and face an improved Scotland side in the Euro qualifier that's what he said is he luring his mark into a faucet no we know we're up against it against Spain okay it's not the Spain of 2010 who won the World Cup but it's still Spain yeah they're still top quality players uh, Paul you look through they're, they're starting 11 in their, in their bench and you know it's, it's the kind of players that most countries uh, you know would give the right arm for so look we, we know we're up against it we know as, as Steve Clark summed it up perfectly we need to be our very best and Spain need to have a wee dip um, and if that happens we've got a chance and it can happen you know, there, there's no doubt we've got to get in there with belief I don't think anybody's getting in there thinking we're, we're, we're going to get spanked I think people are going to think you know what? we might just pull something off tomorrow night lovely night Hamden 50,000 boys feeling good about themselves what's not a light let's go and embrace the 90 minutes give it our best shot and do you know what? I like Stevens comment 1-1 drop even better if we mm. take the lead but hang on to it um, I, I would 
I would agree. I, I'm going to go a 1-1 draw tomorrow night. Steve Clark's been speaking about the preparation. Well, we always try to set guidelines and we've always got a sort of standard way of playing. We, we understand the, the basic principles that we have. Obviously, going into the Cyprus game, we worked quite a lot on attacking play, attacking patterns, and there's quite a lot of that came through. I spent last night going through a video of the Cyprus game with the players, showing them what we had worked on in training and how that had tra- transferred itself to the game against Cyprus. So we have all those attacking qualities anyway, so we have all those attacking drills that we did through the week. Last couple of days is a little bit more defensive. Maybe we're not so much on the pitch, but more in the meeting room. But defensive is, is to control the game and make sure that, that we're good without the ball as well. Who we're going to start up front with? Probably Lyndon Dykes, and he is looking forward to Spain. Yes, yeah, uh, going to be an amazing night. Spain's known for that footballing country. You know, they've got great players, but we just need to focus on ourselves. We started the campaign off well um, the other night, and now we have to just keep looking forward and, and being positive. And his thoughts on that match with Cyprus? Yeah, really happy. I'm happy to be out there with the boys back on the pitch, back in front of the fans, obviously, after a little tough spell, but... Just happy to get the the result at the end of the night and obviously help as much as I could for the boys when I came on. Barry, did you enjoy playing in Spain over the years and playing against the Spanish? Yeah, I mean, you go back to the the team that I played against. Mm. I mean, I'm going to mention the, the two midfielders, Javi, who was um, an unbelievable Iniesta, mm. guys like that. Um, Busquets. Busquets. Busquets, yeah. That, that was a three. Mm. You'd pull at the back. Mm-hmm. Um Small for a centre half, but what a was player he, like? he was. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you had like Torres up top, yeah. so they were a they were a top top team. Um, they're not as strong as they are um, back then, but they had a great result against Norway. And Norway mm. are a decent outfit. I know Haaland wasn't playing; he's their top man. But uh, Norway are a, a decent football team, so we're under no illusions. It's going to be a a tough ask but we're at home I've just been checking the weather it's going to start raining at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning until 25 past 8 so we've got 12 hours of rain very precise so, <laughs> yep I'm just checking it in the BBC weather there um, so that'll maybe suit us the pitch will be um, maybe yeah. a bit boggy because it didn't look in ideal condition which is which is worrying we obviously know just the international games we've got We've got semi-finals coming up. The back-to-back Celtic yep. Rangers on the Sunday afternoon in the back of Inverness. And the women's they're yeah. playing the weekend before. Yeah. They've got well, their Yep. So it is worrying, but that could maybe help us because obviously you know the Spanish here like a perfect surface, sure. so that could play into our hands tomorrow. Because it looks like Spain at the moment, Mark, with the clocks going forward. <laughs> Look at it out there. Beautiful. Look at the sunshine. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Um, their scorers almost scored in 13 minutes against Norway and then two late goals from a substitute Josselou or Hosselou yeah. scored late in the game yeah the veteran yep um, yeah they'll be they will be dangerous so many people looking forward to going to the game tomorrow night give us a call 0808 17 17 700 so obviously no action in the Premiership at the weekend but in the Championship Friday night air beating Cove Rangers at 3-0 Inverness getting a big win over Partick Thistle but Queen's Park losing at a home and obviously they're playing through uh, at Stennis Muir they lost at home to Arbroath yeah, but didn't did it was you? a shock no. result never seen that coming mm-hmm. um, yeah but I thought they, were, they would have won that no, no easy because that Campbell's got a, a decent team they've, they've struggled a bit this year after the season they had last year but I'm still confident enough that, that Queen's Park um, I'll, I'll have enough in the, in the locker to make sure they're a, a Premier League team next season. 
And I guess, Mark, this is where the experience of the manager will help the players because they've never been in this position. So 30 games gone, they've got 54 points, four ahead of Dundee, but Dundee, a game in hand. Owen Coyle knows, knows his way around a you know, dressing room. He knows about success. Yeah, I mean, he's he's managed to to do it uh, in the pack. Look, I think you're going to get a couple of wee bumps now. We're going to the last six or seven games. They play 36 in the Championship, so there'll be one or two shot results. It just shows you, you know, a broth not giving up. You know, they were the draw specialists going into that game, four draws in a row. Now you've got Cove Rangers who've lost five in a row at the bottom. I think we're at now, Paul, Queen's Park, Dundee, Air, Partick, Thistle and Morton. So there's five of them in the top half. That's where your champion and your your, your ultimate your, your playoff team's going to come from. I think it's just a wee bit too much work now for Inverness or Wraith to, to get involved in the top four. Likewise, they're not going to go down. It's a clear fight between our broth, Cove and Hamilton to see who goes down and who's in the playoff. But I think Queen's Park will still get there, but better what to do. They've got six games to go, Paul. They're on 54 points. They're probably going to have to get to, I think, 63 points will win you the, the title. I think the first team with 63 will win the title. You think they'll still do it? I think they I think will so. just, yeah. yeah. Can I withdraw that remark when I said, I mean, that's the most banal comment I've made in a long time. Uh, Owen Coyle knows his way around the dressing room. <laughs> what does that mean? Was, no, I didn't know what to ask. He's a terrific manager. I know. See some of the stuff we all saying. You enjoyed yeah. yourself too much yeah. at the weekend. I think so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday night was a big one. But Queen's Park, 54 points. Dundee on 50. Ayr, as you mentioned, 49. And uh, Partick Thistle. Uh, you're Andy Walker the other night. He's quite dry, isn't he? I said, so who's going to win? You know, Inverness or Partick? Thistle. And he goes, Thistle. <laughs> Hey. And he's uh, so and Morton. I see they've got it as Greenock Morton. It's Morton, forty-three <laughs> points. Inverness, thirty-nine. Wraith Rovers and thirty-eight. Are both twenty-six, along with Cove Rangers and uh, Hamilton, on twenty-five. But Mark, you were pointing out the Aki's have won a couple of games there. Cove Rangers plummeting. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. A, a lot of work for Paul Hartley and his staff and his players to, to do. I mean. Uh, if they all played an equal number of games, they put in the technically Cove Rangers could be bottom. They've lost five in a row. They're in a, they're in a slump and they, they need to get out of it pretty quickly. And for Aki's then, in the Trust Trophy yesterday, Wraith Rovers nil, Hamilton won the game played at Falkirk. I'm hoping there was a decent crowd. I'm just trying to check what it was, Barry. But yeah, how do you feel about that, your hometown team winning? Yeah, delighted. Um, listen, it's a trophy. Um, that's the most important thing. But Hamilton, for me, need to try and stay in the championship Paul I think if they go down it could be tough for them because they've got a real young squad um, and that, that could hurt a few of them but as you mentioned there they've got a few games in hand hopefully we're beating Wraith Rovers in the final yesterday that's going to give them a, a, a kick in confidence and they can muster up a, a few wins to make sure they stay safe and be in the championship for next season Can we look at the Premiership for a few moments then we'll go back to Scotland because we're back to on Saturday, looking forward to the games. Uh, at Rangers kick off um, three o'clock at home to Dundee United. Celtic have got the away game. Barry, of course, up at um, Dingwall. So it seems ages since we had the Premiership. Is it going to make any difference to the big two? Do you expect both to win this weekend ahead of the the derby? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I think. Both Rangers and Celtic are, are too strong for the, the opposition. Um, I think Celtic will go up to Dingwall. Look, they always make it tough up there, but I think they've got too, far too much quality. I think they'll win that. And I'm same with Rangers. At home against Dundee United, I fear for Dundee United. Um, they're just no luck. I mean, you go back to that penalty decision against them. Yeah. Yeah, that was an absolute howler, yeah, a decision. And that's one of the ones that could have kicked Dundee United on. 
but obviously get, getting that penalty against them, I think they'll find it tough at Ibrooks and Rangers will have far too much for them. For Rangers, it's quiet this week. Mark, just looking at you, obviously there was the Legends game yesterday at Ibrox, mm -hmm. but um, Michael Beale, he's hardly had a moment since he arrived in, what was that, November? Uh, he's only lost one game, but there's nothing coming out of Ibrox at the moment. We don't know if there's any injuries or whatever, if people are improving. Yeah, uh, the press will be yeah. your Thursday or Friday of this week, you know, game against them, the United um, on Saturday. Ibrox will be a full house there, and Paul, it's, it's the business end. Look, I think probably, if I've been realistic, the titles, you know, 95, 99% in the bag for Celtic but if you're, if you're at the Rangers camp you should not be giving up you should still believe that there's a chance of happening so all you can do is win your next game so if Rangers win the next game it's a home in the United that then sets them up for going to Celtic Park if they can go to Celtic Park and win a week on Saturday it's game on Michael Beale trying to get his first one against Celtic that's what you've got to do if you want to become a champion and have total belief from the support you've got to go and show that you can beat your biggest rivals you do that, it's game on. Celtic won at Celtic Park, that's absolutely um, over and that's another game Michael Beale hasn't beaten um, Celtic. So it's still all to play for, absolutely. And then you've got the Cup semi-final, one-off game, anything can happen um, at Hamden. But you just, at this stage now, Paul, I know as an old cliche, but Barry knows that he's been through it where he was going to win a title, try to chase somebody down or whatever it may be. Just take it one game at a time. Next one, Dundee United, then look at the next one after that. But from a Celtic point of view, they'll... Uh, look forward to the game with Rangers because the record in recent years mm. has been so yeah. good. Rangers have found it really tough. Yeah, it's it's been good. You know, there's no doubt Ange Postecoglou has got the measure um, of Rangers. He certainly had it um, against Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. I think what was it three Old Firm games this season? Uh, Celtic have have won two and there's been one draw. So that the last time Rangers beat Celtic was almost a year ago mm. in the Scottish Cup semi final after extra time at Hamden. So they need to go and do it. You know, Michael Beale has been given the job at Rangers to become the champion. I think it was unrealistic to expect it to happen this season, but certainly next season he's got to go and build it. He needs to find a way by hook or by crook of beating Celtic. For Celtic, they're ahead just now. One thing that we know about Ange Postecoglou, he will not allow complacency to sit in. He will be of the same mindset one game at a time. So I think Celtic at Ross County on Sunday or Saturday, whenever it is at lunchtime, that's a game. Just go to Dingwall get the three points, don't give Rangers any hope for them coming to Celtic Park uh, the following weekend. So, Paul, you know, Scotland game with Brown Toronto, but see come yeah. Wednesday, we're bang on it. Domestically, we are bang on it for the next eight or nine weeks. And Barry, looking at the Celtic point of view, first of all, then we'll come to Rangers. Um, a few injuries there, whatever, but you were saying in the office, look at how many other players they have, even if, if they do lose a badder at the moment or whatever. We haven't heard. He came back from the Israel camp. It was another yeah. one that came yeah. off the last mm -hmm. game. Maeda Such a, an important player, um, but again, it's similar to what we were talking about Scotland. You, you look at the, the Celtic bench, uh, and again, any of the players could come into the starting eleven, and I, I don't think they would weaken the the Celtic um, team. So yeah, you're going to you have to expect some injuries. That's why you carry a a squad fully fully quality and that's what Celtic have got and I, I think that's what Michael Beale is wanting to try and bring into a, a Rangers um, as we said he's he's been open about it he's wanting four or five starters um, so I, I'm looking forward to see what, what type of business um, Rangers do in the, in the summer but in terms of Celtic they're the ones you've got to try and catch mm -hmm. Douglas Park was there at the game yesterday and any chat Barry have you got the inside no, track? No I, I didn't ask him I should have asked him shouldn't have 
Um, I bet you did. What's the but? I, I never. Do you, not, do you know what? No, no I, I wasn't. I was. Um, I was in company. Yeah. And uh, I just passed. It was nice to see him. Listen, that I think he's done a a real good job as the Rangers chairman. And I'm not just saying that because I've known him for a, a long time. He, he's put his money where his mouth is. He's he's been into yep. his pockets and and put um, X amount in. I'm sure the Rangers fans would want more investment. Um, so I'm excited to see what's on. What's in, sorry, uh, Michael Beale's budget because um, I think he'll need to go and spend a fair amount of money to make sure that they've got a team that's going to challenge every single week and make sure they, they bring trophies back to Rangers. Was Michael Beale around yesterday? No, no, no I've never seen him. Away. And how was it? Tell us about what happened then. You arrived. Did you come off the coach at the front door and all no, that? No, I made my own, my, okay. my own way there. Yeah. I went back in the coach after it. Oh. Um, you didn't go via the underground the way you used to when you were uh, just on the books in the early days. No. Yeah, the old train and underground. Does the Bentley take you and drop you off? Does the driver ah, just get to the door? No, what was it like when you walked in the front door? Goosebumps. Yep. I, I, I get excited when I, when you walk in and, um, as I say, it brings memories flooding back. It's, I had some amazing times there. And just lucky enough to, to obviously there for a long time and, and won many trophies and I still get the same buzz when I, as I said when you walk in the dressing room um, seeing the, the, the staff um, that I hadn't seen for a while my sure Dave Laverty and the only person that was missing was was Jimmy um, that was I had a wee moment or two because the last time I walked in there last season Jimmy was there and he would give you a fair bit of stick and you miss that you know what I mean so did he, he had the kit last year for you and all yeah, that? Yeah, he done well? the kit for the yeah, game. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, and sadly yeah. passed no long after that. So, yep, that was the only thing that was missing yesterday. Jimmy Bell yeah. know about. And a lot of faces, many of them tuning into you, Barry. I think people were saying they're enjoying it on the yep. radio. Yeah. Yep. They, they certainly tune in and enjoy it. Not just myself, they enjoy the, the many pundits, um, enjoy listening to the show. Uh, so. <laughs> they enjoy Kenny Miller when he's on Craig Moore <laughs> no, no but it's, I'm, it's I'm good kidding. to hear when yeah. you when people say that but well, in general terms it was just great being back the only problem is you just can't do what you used is to it? be able to do uh, what that, happened early on it was a good pass did you no I had a couple no. of stray ones yeah, yeah. I just listen I'm yeah. honest to admit my time's been and gone Paul <laughs> <laughs> we were chatting my about that during the break gone. life at 45 is tough we were talking about that earlier but uh, nah you are fit, as fit as a fiddle but yeah time and yeah, time waits for no man catching up. Woman. that, that, yeah. that happens yeah. um, so let's move on we will do a quick break actually and then we're back more on Scotland and the countdown on for the game tomorrow night the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! This time tomorrow night, Chris will be keeping us right up to date. It's just an hour away from kick-off tomorrow night, 7.45 at Hampden Park. Barry was saying the floodlights, but won't need them at the beginning, Barry. I realise it's an hour later than this, but it will be brilliant. Scotland against Spain tomorrow. There's a game on... Uh, Tonight at Broadwood, Rangers against Celtic, the women's game this evening. So, huge game, Glasgow City out on front. Uh, Celtic have been doing well and Rangers need to win that one, Barry, you mentioned. They need the win. Yeah, and I spoke to a few of the players as uh, I mentioned yep. at the start of the show. I know the manager, Malky, re yep. really well, so he knows how important it is um, to keep them. I think Celtic are a point ahead of Rangers and Glasgow City are 10 points ahead of the Rangers with a game in hand Rangers have so they really need to make sure that they get the three points 
if they've got any aspirations of retaining the league title. And I see on Sky Julie fleeting there already for the yeah. coverage. The first one ever live on the telly. Yeah, but yeah. you know, good yeah. coverage to, to get it. It'll be a cracking game. Yeah, yeah it'll be a good, um, a good crowd. And again, it's just another example of how the, the women's game has grown, I think particularly over the last three or four years. Um, you know, it's got really, really good. A lot of um, investment in it. A lot of really good football the, the women players are absolutely dedicated uh, to their professions at that level Champions League participation you know proper coaches um, backroom staff all the right preparation so yeah it's definitely heading in the in the right direction and, and rightly so and it's only going to get bigger and better Paul In the men's game tomorrow night Spain in town the manager This are, these are some of his expectations from his squad the Number one seeded team we are two we hope to give a I'll be sure we'll give a good account of ourselves in the home game Cyprus on Saturday is a, was a different proposition, was the pop five team, but is, is a team that we give a lot of respect to. Obviously had more attacking opportunities against Cyprus and maybe we'll get tomorrow night, but what we have to make sure is that when we do get attacking opportunities against Spain, we, we capitalise on them. Capitalise on them, don't miss out, because Mark, they did miss some chances. It could have been yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they should have been in a more comfortable um, position, Paul Rallon Grant, in the last sort of five minutes, still only um, one ahead, which was a precarious position. But they got there in the end, but see, it'll be a different one tomorrow night. They won't be in the front foot, the men behind the ball, and you've just got to pick your moments and, and, and capitalise on them uh, properly. Um, and like I say, we will get, every team always gets a chance or two. And it's just if we can be, be clinical enough to get that goal and, and you know really put it on to Spain. Spain are football royalty, as we know, maybe not at their best at the moment, but uh, Stevie Clark speaking about playing against the top international sides. We want to be competitive against the top teams. We, we've got promotion to Nations League A, so we know that in that group we're going to, we're going to come up against three top quality teams. Uh, we've got a friendly this match, we've taken England as a friendly. So we, we're trying to push the players to get better. And the, the more you play against top quality opposition, the better you should get. We've shown in the past that we're capable of getting results against against good teams. That's what we have to do again tomorrow night. Barry, yeah, he mentions they're playing England. I know it's the friendly in September, but that will be special as well, the 150th anniversary of uh, SFA. Yeah, it'll not be a friendly. You're playing against um, England, you'll be desperate to put one over over them. Um, but listen, I, I like that. The, the games that you generally picks of that they're not like qualifying games that are difficult opponents and I think you only get better if you play like the, the, the top nations um, as I said I just like the way that Steve Clark goes about his business and um, he's when you, you speak to players or people who are involved in the game that have worked with him all rave about his coaching and his man management and you can see that that, that shines through in the players you look at the players they all look desperate and happy to turn up and play under Steve Clark. Listen, it's good news for us. Are you not surprised in some ways, though, that English clubs, maybe championship, maybe in the Premiership, uh, Premier League, didn't come in for them? Uh, well, I think there's been one or two that have made moves, um, Paul, and, and I think what you know that, that you find is he, you know, the initial sound is you, you need to get encouragement, and um, I don't think Steve Clark gave out too much encouragement in terms of moving away. Um, it shows his commitment uh, to Scotland. I think for the first year, mm-hmm. I think if you to speak to him or if you to confide in you privately, he'd probably say he found it a struggle in terms of not being involved day to day and just you know adjusting to that that manual. Like we say, you're maybe only meeting up in bursts of three or four times a year, and sometimes you go three or four months without seeing. So I think he found that uh, difficult. But I think um, what makes it better for him and what makes him want to be involved is like, for example, the start of this campaign 
we've moved back through to Glasgow you've got the better hotels you've got the better facilities so all those wee things helps keep the manager um, involved because what you don't want to do is be turning up for day one and you're feeling a bit in a downer because yeah. the hotel's not right or people have to share all the we need to wait till they finish their training session before we can go on the pitch. These things like that, it needs to be absolutely tip-top. And as long as you can give your manager that, then in terms of the SFA, you get no excuses because you've tried to give them the best um, of everything and it's up to the manager and the players to go and uh, produce after that. So I think if Steve Clarkley made it known he wanted out international football, he would not be short of offers. But he's committed to Scotland and um, I think that'll be him. I think it'll be his last days in management. You think? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I, th I can see I can see him going for another three or four years. And then he strikes with the kind of guy that want to go to family time with his grandchildren and, and, and different things. So yeah, I think he goes to 64, 65 and, and he calls it a day. Not a Roy Hodgson route of 75 still there. I wouldn't think so. Barry, that was a wee insight there, wasn't it? From Mark yeah, about the manager. Yeah, exclusive there. Yeah, he could have been uh, down south because we touched on it last week. It is surprising and it's to Scotland's benefit. He's a I, kind of... I think he looks in a good place but yeah. it, I mean, you heard his, his pressers um, the day before the game on the Friday. Um, it was bubbly, cracking jokes and you know, you don't normally get Steve Clark doing that so that tells me that he's more than happy to to sign on and I was delighted with the news no doubt about it and I think if you ask every Scotland fan the, the turnaround and uh, just what he's done over the, the piece I've been really impressed by because that is a great point you made you've got players come from Liverpool Arsenal Man United Rangers Celtic and to be sharing facilities they're not used to that at all we've got some of the best training grounds by the way nor should they be Paul. no exactly can't we play for Scotland yeah. And there's so much in it. If you're thinking of the SFE, we know because what's at stake here? Bigger picture, there's 10 million quid for qualifying for these two. We've, we've not made it for 25 years or one in 25 years. So for that wee extra bit of investment, you keep your manager happy. The players turn up, as you say, the onus is now on them. The hierarchy have done everything that they can. It's now up to the manager and the players to go and go and produce. And I've, I've got confidence that they will. Yeah, Barry, it's, uh, it's hard to believe that we'd have to share it through uh, at Orium. And Orium's got some good qualities, but I mean, when you think of the level that the players are at normally, you don't want them to come back and think this is a backwater. See, see think about it. They've got an ideal situation if they could sort the pitch out at Mar Hall. I mean, you're, you're there and you're yeah. a two-minute walk to, to the pitch. A wee bit of investment there. Nobody else uses it apart from the national mm -hmm. team. Mar Hall, I'm sure all the players, you're out the way. Mm -hmm. Because obviously when you're away, you, you, you want to do one thing. You want to go somewhere quiet and focus on uh, the game. So, like travelling, listen, the, the Lesser Hamden, I mean, it looks really impressive. The, the money that's been spent in the pit, it looks like an absolute bowling green. But the only issue you've got there, staying cent, uh, in the city centre of Glasgow, you're travelling in a bus. Um, ideally, you would like the pitch on site, yeah. wherever you're, you're staying. Because um, the Orium clearly wasn't working. So hopefully they, they can get something uh, something sorted because I, I think they've got the, the prime location with somewhere like Mar Hall they've got the pitch the pitch is no ideal wee bit of investment maybe and then you're sorted Here's the manager speaking about the crowd on Saturday The crowd's always important at Hamden uh, I've spoken about it a lot it's always important but it's important that we start the game well we start the game well the, listen the crowd will be up for it before the game we know that they'll be up for it in the first 5-10 minutes if we get about Spain and we, we can show that we're, we're competitive in the game the the crowd will be with us all night, no doubt about that. And what does he expect from the Spanish? So the number one seeded team, we are two. We, we hope to give a, I'll be sure we'll give a good account of ourselves in a home game. Does that make any difference, Mark, that they are number one, we're number two? It's actually good news that we are second favourites yeah. in, the, in, the, in that group. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I can't remember exactly then, but we, we would have been pot four, pot five a couple of times, Paul. Um, so, yeah, to be in pot two, again, great credit to the manager uh, and the players. And you need to come up against pot one. You need to go and give it your best shot, try and pull off a result, let's be honest, against the odds, even though it is at Hamden tomorrow night. So shocks do happen. And if Scotland don't lose the game tomorrow night, for me, that's a shock, but it'd be a welcome shot. A real positive and get a 0-0, 1-1-2-2, even better, obviously, if they win the game. But a point tomorrow night would be absolutely fantastic and set us up for the double header in June very nicely. It'd be huge, wouldn't it? What about the pitch, Barry? You mentioned it could be to our advantage tomorrow, but what do you feel about the Hamden surface? It's got to be better, Paul. That, that's a national sa- uh, stadium. Plain and simple. It's not good enough. Um, even for the, the game tomorrow night, and then you've got, um, in the next few weeks, you've got the Women's Scottish Cup semi-finals at yeah. Hamden on the Saturday and the Sunday and then a the week after that you've got obviously Inverness against Falkirk and then the Sunday you've got um, Rangers against Celtic it's no ideal it's got to be better because it's hardly used Paul there's, there's no excuses um, so uh, hopefully they come up with a, a solution because it needs to be better and they have spent money, money on it compared to what it was remember a few months ago Mark but it just doesn't seem to be at the level that the players are used to I, I, to be honest Paul I'm quite baffled as to why it's the case because mm-hmm. okay, before you could have said, well, Queen's Park are playing on it every other week, right? So there's there's you know there's twenty games played on it right away, but but there's not. So they're talking about Lesser Hamden's a a, a bowling green because it's it's no use. Fur Park, Motherwell, a bowling green, and they're playing twenty home games on it. So for the life of me, I don't understand why it is not absolutely tip top because if every other of most other clubs and most other international teams can get it right then why can't we for a pitch that's maybe only used 12 times a year and I don't know is it maybe something to do with the concerts going on I don't know maybe it is I'm not really sure but it's not good enough it should be better yeah, they've, they've got to identify the issue and the problem and, and get it sorted as I said you want to be tuning in when you're watching Scotland play and the, the, the pitch in fantastic condition you want to be your semi-finals of the Scottish Cup and the finals of the Scottish Cup, you want it to be in absolute immaculate condition. And unfortunately, it's not. You heard John McGinn speak yeah, about it. It's unusual, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's very unusual. So th- th- there is a, a, an issue there and hopefully they, they can get to the, the bottom and sort it out. Your favourite surface over the years, Barry, can you think of some of the best pitches you played on? Mark, ones that you've seen? Um, I'll be Rovers when you're. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible, you know. Barcelona was it? Yeah, I get, honestly, camp. it was like yeah. a carpet. You actually didn't want to walk on it because it was that pristine. Um, yeah. yeah, lucky enough to play in, in some unbelievable surfaces, and I played in some absolute howlers. Sure. Um, yeah. What was the worst? Um, uh, do you know what I'm going back to a reserve game remember uh-huh. Boghead oh, and Barton's yeah, Barton. yeah. and Barton's old pitch I remember playing there one night at floodlights could hardly see and the pitch was just um, oh it was just all over the place aptly named Boghead uh-huh. oh, yeah, Mark you fun- must have had a few oh yeah. it's funny when, when Barry says that about the floodlights I had to remember the old it might be just before your time by the old Reserve League West on Monday night I the second that, reserve I, team. that's when we played so that would be mm. Albion Rovers Reggie's or St Mirren uh, and you're right the standard of the floodlight some of the oh. times I mean it was and see for a goalie oh, I don't know how many cross spots I missed because of the floodlights <laughs> but when you talk about that, that that just took me took me back oh great uh, great days but I, when you look when you compare now to like floodlights surfaces now to what we had 25-30 oh, years ago oh, I played in the reserve league west 
I think I do it at Stranraer on like Monday oh, nights in their park. Yeah. yeah, and again. But was it making of you? Uh, it was. 100%. It was it making against adult, you're going against yeah. big, big hardy professionals at boom that were right in about pros. Monday night. Yep. Um, um, I, they used to. Uh, I mind Reserve League West, Cliff and Hill on a Monday night. I played for Albion Rovers and we were playing against Rangers. And Trevor Stephen played in the game. He was just coming back for injury. And Walter must have wanted to get him back. He maybe played. And Barry, we won 1 0. You were in goals? I was in goals. And we won 1 0. And we were all buzzing Albion Rovers because Trevor Stephen. There were a few other than I can't remember who. But I remember the wage packet comes in the following week and you get your bonus, two quid bonus. Reserve for reserve. As much? <laughs> we, we used to get. Bonus. I think it was a, a five or a one. You got. A, a, a five or a ten or that, that or yeah, A five or a point, maybe. Yeah, but it was yeah. definitely something like that. Yeah. And you used to like, uh, used to kind of wait to the your wage slip game and like how many games? Right, four wins. That was an extra twenty quid in your, your wage slip. But they were the days. Some brilliant. some brilliant places. And Mark's bang on what he says. That was the making of you coming up against. Guys, senior pros who had played the game, and um, and some of the surfaces wasn't the ideal. But do you know what? You have to go and deal with it. You had to. You didn't wear your specs, obviously. No, I was cracking <laughs> me something sponsored by Optical Express or something. Martin's a really nice piece uh, by Chris Jack today in the Herald about okay. Barry's game yesterday. Uh-huh. It was the Rangers Legends three, World Legends four, and they talk about the different players that were there. Van Persie, lots of the different ones. But he says um, the term legend is often overused in this game, and that was the game today, not just this uh-huh. game. Uh, and that was perhaps the case, with all due respect, for some of the players on both sides but the Rangers team skippered by a true great in Barry Ferguson still had multiple medals on their respective records it was yeah. nice to see that yeah absolutely by the way, yeah. I, I, uh, absolutely spot on uh, a proper sure? uh, legend that captained the club from what 21 years old to God knows what it was more than 15 pieces uh, a silverware and um, you know knew what it took uh, to go and wear the armband and also um, had standards set for the club, and anybody coming into the club, they were left no doubt about what was to require, what was required to be uh, a success. So yeah, on and off the park, yeah, proper legend. And he's never get carried away with it because he's going on the way home for takeout tonight, Barry, <laughs> isn't it? You've got in your mind, do you know what you're going to have? Yeah, no, no, it's 100. Yeah. percent Can you share it with yeah. the listeners? Sausage yeah. supper, uh, four pickles, <laughs> um, and our own fritter. Thank you. You can't beat it, can oh, you? The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show Monday night edition. Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. A big game over in Dublin. Ireland kick off their Euros campaign. Barry up against France. So French have won everything in world and European football. Um, chance tonight maybe for Mikey Johnson. I don't know if he's on the bench, but the Celtic on loan player, could, he did well last week. Yeah, he's, he's having a good time in, in Portugal. Um, and the main thing for um, Mikey Johnson was getting games of football week in, week out. And I think he's, he's had the benefit uh, of that. And I, I think now he'll look to maybe try and, and go permanent uh, for Celtic to make sure he's got a... A, a real chance of playing um, every single weekend because I think it'll be difficult for them to get in you need to look at the quality that our Celtic have certainly got in the wide areas and that's one of their strengths and you'd like to see him kick on Mark because he's still a young player with so much potential yeah hi, and uh, you know the time's come for him to go and make something permanent in the summer I think the realisation there 
from Celtic um, and from Mike he's been in loan a couple of times now and there's no doubt he's got something to offer he's a first team player that's not going to happen for him um, at Celtic but uh, he'll get a good club and uh, you know, he's getting international football now um, as well so yeah the time will come when he'll go permanently summer Barry a player who did well for you and everyone thought the same Aaron Hickey has done really well abroad and at home what did you think of him on Saturday? I like him Paul yeah. I, I, I do I, I like when I first seen him in a Scotland shirt he was just he's got an aura, he's got a way about him that, um, I just think he's a, a fantastic young player and again he was another one that I think if Rangers and Celtic look back they missed out he went over to Bologna and had a fantastic season and what was the transfer fee? Brent, Brentford paid 15, mm. 17 yeah. million pounds. Mm. And I think you, you could see him move on again um, and go to um, a, a big, big club who's going to be challenging for trophies. I, I really think he's that good. I do. He's um, he's really athletic. He's comfy on the ball defensively. He's sound as well. Um, so, yep, I think he's got a, a bright, bright future in front of him. Yeah, I think he might have been in Celtic's books as a kid. I'm not sure. He might have had something, um, some connection to Celtic. But Celtic did try to sign him when he was at Hearts before he left for Bologna. And, uh, I think maybe haggling over three or 400 grand uh, or something was about it? that. Yeah. yeah, and didn't quite manage to get it, that, um, it over the line. But um, look, it was a player again that, that, that they should have got because the great thing about Aaron Hickey is you know, when they, I think when they played in the Scottish Cup finals as a 16-year-old for, for Hearts against Celtic. Um, played at left back and, and was superb I remember watching that day and he really caught the eye but he's equally as good the, the right side is his natural side I mean to get a, a young player like that is equally as good on uh, the right and the left so it's a great bit of business uh, by Brentford and I think Barry uh, thinks that he'll, he'll kick on to like a, a top six mm-hmm. club down south and wouldn't he be surprised if that's the case and of course the transfer you look at the fullback huge. areas yeah. I mean you look at um, Patterson, Patterson and Hickey yeah. just Saying the right-hand side, sure. then you look at Robertson and Tierney. Mm. Who would you start tomorrow night? Would it be Hickey or Patterson? I think he'll, st- he'll stick yeah. with um, Hickey. Yeah. yeah. Mark? I would stick with Hickey, but I get to, yeah. to the point I made earlier in the programme, it's just about freshness, about maybe a, a certain threat that Spain have got, who's best to cope with it. But I'd be surprised if it wasn't Hickey, but you know, equally Patterson could go in just as well. I see Spain have been training at Hamden just uh, earlier today. Uh, it's great to see them in town though isn't it they're not as well known as they were a few years ago but still it's Spain it's going to be tough yeah it will be um, there's no doubt about it Spain are a, a quality team they got off to a good start the other night as well although again you could argue it was a couple of late goals that they got but they won the game bottom line they won 3-0 uh, against a very competent um, Norway side albeit without Haaland but they'll come tomorrow night as favourites Paul rightly so but you know, I think we can pull one off tomorrow. Right? I think we can get a, get a wee shock and, and nick a draw. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm pretty confident that we could we could nick a draw. I think it's a big ask for three points. But listen, this this Scotland team, um, it can muster up some big big results. And you look through Laporte, Rodri, Marata, Gavi. I mean, they have got some um, proper proper players. But listen, I I would go and make it ugly tomorrow. Make it really uncomfy for Spain because you know it's the Spanish like they want to come and they want a bit of time on the ball. We get right in their face because we're quite a physical team. Mm. If you look at it, quite a physical team. Make it one of their games um, and try and get under their skin and frustrate them. And I think if we do that, we've got a chance of taking something for the game. And who are you looking to, Barry, to provide that in our team? Who are the players that are going to get right in and 
let's spend no other. I, I think he. I think the the kind of he plays like a box in the middle of the pitch. Mm. That's the way he likes playing. So I think it'll be Jack and McGregor. And I think he'll bring McTomin in to make it more solid. Um, and and McGinn and that. I think that area where we can we we can overrun them. That's important. And you look at the four players I've mentioned there. They're high quality midfielders. Yeah. Mark, that's exciting, isn't it? When you hear those names mm -hmm. and the energy they've got and the dig. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, potentially depending on how the game's going, you look at an Armstrong or a Christie, if you want to profess up a Shankland, a, a Jacob Brown, so you've got options but at the front very rarely that you change the, the your, your your back three. But if you need to bring on a Patterson for fresh legs on, on, on the right hand side. So we've got we've got good options. Just what you hang in there, Paul, what you don't want to do is the old cliche, you know, don't go behind in the first twenty minutes. So just keep it tight getting the ball it's important that when Scotland have possession that they're calm that they're composed that they find a man even just a wee short six, seven yard passes they're important bump, bump, bump just keep it going get a wee feel for the ball get the crowd into it try and knock Spain off their stride a bit as well if you need to commit a wee foul on the halfway line do it You know, just be as disruptive as you can um, so all those wee different ingredients get in to try to get a result and then if we can get the ball up the pitch Set pieces is going to be our chance. Free kicks, corner kicks, that's where we might get a bit of joy. Yeah, Mark, Mark makes a brilliant point there. They, they're going to have the vast majority of possession, so we'll be shuffling about, and when we gain possession, we need to keep a hold of it. You can't just give fire it back, because you know what they're like? They, they just, they, they're not scared to go back away and keep the ball and, and relax. So when we gain possession, we need to make sure we keep it. But I look at the players, and we've got players that can handle the ball and handle pressure situations, because they're... And you, you can't allow yourself to get frustrated when you come up against these top teams. You've got to make sure you stay in your shape, mm -hmm. and that's that's really important. If some if one player in our team's not doing their job, Spain are the type of team it can it can hurt you. The manager has them well drilled, though, doesn't he? What did you think of Ryan Christie? You know, late in the game, it's one 0 It looked as though it would finish one 0 and suddenly he chased a, a lost cause. Yeah, I mean that's just that's a brilliant attitude. Yeah. Never give up. That's what you want for your for your players. Some players would just a lost cause or mm. just leave it and and get back into the shape. No, he went and he, he obviously got the ball. And I like Ryan Christie. I think he's a he's a um, he'll be one of the players that probably looking at it and a bit disappointed he's no playing. Yeah. But you look at that area of the pitch. I mean, Mark says he damn strong playing. I thought Lewis maybe have played. Mm. You've got Ryan Christie. You, I mean, you've got you've got any of the three players that I played would come in and no make the team any weaker, and, and that's the difference we've got just now. And not just saying it because it's Barry's <laughs> nephew, because yep, I sure. do uh, rate him highly as, as we all do. He's he's ripping it up in Serie A at Bologna, you know, you know, going to Turin, going to Rome, going to all those places and, and making his mark, being tipped to to get a big move. We're talking about Aaron Hickey, one and a half million hearts to Bologna. 15 to 17 million Steel. Bologna yeah. to Brentford you've got Lewis Ferguson Aberdeen to Bologna what was it about two and a half uh, whatever they've paid from now I don't know exactly but I'm guessing absolute minimum Bologna wouldn't look at anything below 10 million quid now for Lewis Ferguson whether it's going to another team in Italy or, or, or moving uh, to England so there yeah there's an impact in eight months that he's made because he's a good professional he's clearly talented and he's embraced that way of life so he's knocking over and after a few oh I don't want to learn the language or I don't like the food or I'm missing my mammy's mince and tatties there's none of that <laughs> he's actually gone over there embraced it 100% and he's reaping the rewards of that 
You'd have no hesitation, hesitation then to throw in Lewis Ferguson tomorrow More, night. Yeah, ab, ab, no, Paul, if the that, team sheet, sure. the starting eleven comes in tomorrow yeah. night, and it's Lewis Ferguson, and they're absolutely no problem with that at all. Barry, yeah, but it was. A, I went with a team that mm. only had one. He put Armstrong in and instead of Lewis, um, which I, I was disappointed in. But listen, you can understand Stuart Armstrong's another one of the players um, that goes under his the partnership radar. with Adams. I think maybe yep. just clinches it for him sometimes. Yeah, the club starting. He's yeah. under the radar. Armstrong's mm. a good player. Yeah. I mean, he's, he plays week in, week out uh, down at Southampton. So that that's an area of the pitch where Rangers are really... Uh, sorry, Rangers. Scotland are really strong. You just look at the quality. Um, and, and you look at Billy Gilmer, Lewis, McTominay, Ryan Christie. I mean, uh, again, any one of the players that come in or are starting tomorrow, you would still look and think, yep, yeah, I still fancy our chances. I, I know it's maybe for another night and Barry yeah. spoke about it uh, last week, um, but... Billy Gilmore needs to find a club, Paul. Yeah. You know, for the so national that, team and for himself. And I know he did. Barry went into depth about it, but Billy Gilmore needs to find a club. What's the solution the, then? The, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, I, he needs to just go and find somewhere where, where he where he can play. I thought the move to Brighton would have been perfect, and maybe it would have been had Graham Potter stayed. But no sooner they left Chelsea, and a yep. week later the manager um, was away. But you know, when you think back to to twenty months ago when Billy Gilmore was running the show at Wembley. I don't think we'd have been speaking now and with the greatest respect to him we've not even mentioned him in their starting 11s oh, whether it was for the other night or for tomorrow sure. night but he's an asset again we're talking about players on the bench um, but he's only had a handful of first team games uh, this season so he needs to go and find somewhere where he can play football because apart from the international part of it he's far too good a player to be sitting on a bench for sure yeah, but I think it's a big summer for Billy. I think he'll go away and he'll need to sit down and, and really... He's at a crossroads just now. He's not playing enough. He's For me, he's a, a quality technician. I really like him, but he needs to... I'm not saying you've got to be guaranteed, but he needs to go somewhere where he's got a right good chance of playing week in, week out. Because as Mark said there, he was one of the first names in the team sheet yeah. for me yeah. a year ago. Now... We're no mention him for getting into the starting eleven, mm. and that's due to the fact is he's not playing enough, enough football at Brighton. You can hear Rangers fans saying, "What about Ibrox on loan?" But even the wages and that would be uh, yeah, huge. Yeah, I wouldn't think it? it would be too much. He'd get yeah. a game every week. Yeah, well, whether they come up with with some sort of package, mm. but I would hazard the guess Billy will be on a a fair sure. salary. He'd be um, big David Weir to do a wee turn. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he's the director of director recruitment. Of football, yeah. yeah. What a job he's got. Right. A minute and a half left. Let's hear from the manager. And he believes every game Scotland plays in and he manages is winnable. I go to every game thinking I'm going to win. And I've done that since I was 17. Every single game. I, I don't think you can be professional and go to a game and think you're going to lose. So we approach the game. We know we have to be disciplined. We know we have to be organised. We know we have to play very, very well. Spain probably have to slightly underperform, but if that happens, then we can get a positive result. I don't see, I don't see any other way of looking at it, to be honest. And Lyndon Dykes desperate to start. Yeah, well, obviously, I want to start every game that I come to Scotland. Um, I've done well, I think, since I've come in. Um, obviously, we've got great competition. We've got um, obviously Shanklin's came in now. He's had a great season um, so far, and hopefully that keeps going on with him scoring goals. Um, but. If I get the nod in the night, I'm going to give all my best and the manager knows what I can bring. Um, we've got a great relationship and um, as long as I can do my best, that helps the team um, get the result on the night, then I'm happy. Last couple, please. Yeah, so your prediction, Mark, what do you think? What's going to happen? Scotland won, Spain won. Excellent okay. result. 
scorer for us? Doesn't really matter, but any of you got a feeling about? Have I got a feeling for a scorer tomorrow yeah. night? Um, no, I've not. But okay. you've put me on the spot, no. so I am going to <laughs> go for. I'm going to go for a Ryan Portis header. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Okay. I, 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 I can see honestly, it in your face. Barry, your scoreline. I was going to say that. As <laughs> well. well, what's your scoreline? Listen, I would be absolutely delighted with a, a one-each draw. I, I would take it now. Um, and, and I like the way Steve Clark's talking. They're disciplined, organised. If we're both of them tomorrow night, we'll take something for the game. Thanks so much. Early to bed tonight, but enjoy Succession. It's back, oh, isn't it? I know you love it. Yeah, love so, it. Series uh, four, final yeah, series. Absolutely. But I'll be listening to Joe Colday, and we're back tomorrow night. Looking forward to it then. We'll uh, preview. And Barry, you're back on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, Thanks, Paul. Cheers, Paul. Joe's next. Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.